can you transition it? Or you want me to transition it for you? Oh, you do it. Okay. <laughs> DJ Jen with one end doesn't transition. She just spins. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Uh-huh. And the technology. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And DJ Rad B. And by the sound of the jingly keyboards, it must be time for another Valentine's Day edition of our show. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. That's obviously Stephanie Mills singing her rendition of Never Knew Love Like This Before, a song that won two Grammys at the beginning of our beloved decade. Question, dear audience, will this episode of Stuck in the 80s win any Grammys? I don't think so. Me either. But Steve, joining us today, her DJ name is DJ Jen with one N. It's Jen with one N. Hi. So we're doing DJ names now. Is that what we're doing? I, I did today. I just thought, you okay. know, it's a music show. So, you know, we're going gotcha. to spin a, spin a few tunes. DJ Spearsy? Is that Yep. That, that works accurate? for me. <laughs> Great. I don't Great. Know. We'll go with it. <laughs> Every year we do a Valentine's Day show, or we try to, yeah. or, or we or we pretend to be sick so that we don't have to do an episode. <laughs> we take a cut at the pitch, and you know, if we ground out, we ground out. But this year, Jen had an idea for a show, so we're going to let her explain it, and then we're going to try to execute. Yeah, so my idea was sort of the life cycle of love using music from the 80s. We're, we're going to talk about a bunch of different songs, a bunch of different genres, Maybe give a couple of facts here and there, but what we're really trying to get at, what we're talking about, is how these songs made us feel, but I think even more importantly, how the music helped us to feel our feelings. And remember, this is for posterity, so be honest. How do you feel? Because when you're a teenager, a preteen, whatever you were in the 80s, you got some uh, <laughs> you got some heavy feelings going on, if you're anything like me. There's a lot to unpack here. I agree. Exactly. Well, it's it's that wonderful time when like hormones mix with the music that you're hearing for the first time. You are discovering music on your own. Your hormones are saying, hey, oh, so you want to have some fun. How about a little of this and a little bit of that? So much discovery. <laughs> There's hair there. <laughs> so you're saying it's equal parts hair, hormones, and FM radio? Hair, hormones, and harmonies. Oh, the Steve Spears story. Yes. <laughs> well, there's a lot of truth to that, too. So we're going to get started with, obviously, the very first cycles of love. Jen, what do you think is like, the first cycle of love, and what song reminds you of it best? Well, for me, I spent much of my time in the 80s 
pre the cycle of love, meaning I didn't have anyone in my life, but I longed so much for so many different people, depending on what what semester it was. So my first category. Oh, well, you know, we're back to a new school year and time to identify my next crush. Exactly. Or like it's been Christmas break is over. I'm so over that whoever that was. Who's next? But yeah, so so that first feeling that was I, so intense for me was that longing feeling. Right. And for that, I wanted to submit somebody by Depeche Mode. I want somebody to share, share the rest of my life, share my innermost thoughts, know my intimate details, someone will stand by my side and give me support, and in return, she'll get my support, she will listen to me. To speak about the world we live in and life in general. So I loved this song so much, and I would sing it in the bathroom because that's where the <laughs> acoustics were best. Sure. I would perch that's, on that's the true fact. Right? I would perch on the bathroom counter and I would just look at myself in the mirror looking so sad and <laughs> forlorn and sing this song, which, as you know, is not hard to sing. And, it, you know, it, it, you can sing it a cappella quite easily. But I love it. I love this song. I think it's kind of unexpected when he talks about you don't have to agree with me, but I just want somebody who will, you know, who will hear me out, hear me out and who will listen to my side. And I, I really thought that was like the pinnacle of a relationship. I think that's still true for me, is that it's not somebody who agrees with you all the time, but somebody who will really like listen to what you have to say. I used to sing it to my daughter, you know, as a lullaby at night. Oh, yeah. Does she understand now what it means, though? I mean, does does she understand the song? I think she's starting to, but I don't know that she knows exactly what perverse means. (laughs) Oh, oh, she'll learn. (laughs) Or perverted, but yeah. Yeah. I don't want to call family services. When she was really little, I used to like say a different word. and I can't remember what it was. Something that didn't rhyme, but that's okay. Exactly. Probably. One question and then two brief stories. Did you, Jen, sing this acapella in the bathroom? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So you saying singing in the bathroom was like most like (laughs) zoom out moments where I remembered taking a class in college the physics of music and i did a paper on why people <laughs> sing in the bathroom is because the acoustics are better because you get that bounce off the hard surfaces back to your ear really fast so you can adjust your oh. pitch so it's easier wow. to sing in tune in the bathroom so now you should feel and a little less gaze- sad because i actually did work to prove that that was a good thing and you just knew it and you can also gaze at your your sad teenage self in the mirror that's I true think that's with the hairbrushes or microphone or comb or whatever you need Here's my one little teeny little problem with this song. Yes, Brad. At the end of it, (laughs) he bails out on the idea. In a case like this, I'll get away with it. Although things like this make me sick. Like, oh, I want this so badly. And then he just like kind of nopes out. He kind of steps back from it. Like, I'm like, oh, this is a Depeche Mode where he's talking about feelings. That's so weird. He's not so angry. He's not so angsty. Oh, wait, no, he's trying to have his cake and eat it, too. That's weird. I always thought it meant that he was just like, you know, sick with desire or desperation. I just or felt something. like he's saying, oh, if other people are doing this, if I saw somebody else doing this, it would just make me sick. Like, oh, those people, oh, what is wrong with them? Get a room. But no. It's, so he can't eat me. Can't it's be. okay. That's the way I interpreted it. I don't mean to pile on and be a dick or anything. <laughs> 
Yes, Steve. <laughs> when I first heard this song, I don't think of it as a song about longing. I think of it as a song of a cry of loneliness. Like, isn't that longing? But longing to me is longing for for someone, or somebody. Specific. Yeah, but okay. But, I think in this one, it's, it's right like there in the title. It's like in the Music Man. Good night, my someone. You don't know who that someone is yet, but they're out there. You're not going to bring the Music Man into this. I my just friend. did, bitch. Get used to it. <laughs> we got like six more months of this shit to deal with. If Brad and I are going to go see Music Man in, in New York City at some point in this fall, and. So we're going to be subjected to Music Man references for the next. Do you know how lucky you are to have that, stop that kind of right culture now. dropped on you? <laughs> Somehow, I, I don't think then seeing the show is going to make him talk about it that's less. Probably though. true. Hugh Jackman. Guys. That's <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Come yeah, on, that's going to be, be epic. Okay, so back on topic with you know about people who actually love each other. <laughs> Brad, do you have a. <laughs> Brad, do you have a song about longing, so much longing? I do, and it's kind of out of the same part of the record store bins. <laughs> I think we can say that with some some safety, not just alphabetically, although it occurs to me that that's true, too. Uh, this is A Forest by The Cure. For me, it's always about the lyrics. I, I'm always looking into the lyrics, and there's always a lyric that's a hook in there somewhere for me. And from this song, the, the one that gets me is, the girl was never there. It's always the same. I'm running towards nothing. Like, that's the whole song right there. Yeah. <laughs> Still feels like a cry about loneliness than longing. But Well, it's the lyrics, but it's also the, uh, that song in particular is so atmospheric. Yeah. And so, like... Yes. I mean, it feels like a forest a little, like an audio forest as you're yeah. So when my son and I saw The Cure at the Hollywood Bowl, oh gosh, probably four or five years ago now, when they started playing this, he and I both looked at each other like, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's one of those, oh, I have been waiting 30 years to hear this song live. This is amazing. Aww. It was great. I love parent-child loving the same song. <laughs> I just have to pipe up here and mention that there is a really good episode of the Hit Parade podcast about this, as you said, section of the record store, the same bin. It's called the Lost and Lonely Edition. Oh, have you guys, either, either of you heard it? <laughs> no, I haven't. Although that sounds right up my alley. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it is so good. If you have not yet, for some reason, Steve, listened to Hit Parade yet, <laughs> this, is the, this is a really good episode to start with because it talks about... Depeche Mode, The Cure, uh, Susie Sue, Smith's Joint Division, New Order. I mean, it really covers yeah. so the gamut my of whole that, tape case. that era. And that, basically, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Highly recommend. I will check it out. I will say, Jen, the only episodes I listen to this podcast are the ones that you recommend. Right. I'm letting you curate those for me. Perfect. I listen to it. It's fantastic. It makes me wish our podcast could be such a hit parade. I think Steve is talking about getting rid of us, Jen. Oh, no. is no, he going to hire no. a, a music historian? No. <laughs> They're more expensive than us. <laughs> I just, true, but I just wish to sit here and spin sad tales. Well, what do you got, Steve? Okay, I don't have a, a longing. I have a first love song. Do you remember that moment where you 
suddenly your heart's like thumping and you don't know why. And everything just seems so weird. Like, why is my brain fuzzy? Why don't I want to eat anymore? Why am I saying stupid stuff to girls? Do you remember that? Yeah. Brad's yeah. shaking his yeah. head no. I know. I remember. I it's do. been a while, but yes. For some reason, there's one song that always brings that back to me. And it's hokey. And you're going to dismiss it for being pop fluffery. <laughs> but <laughs> Wait till you get to my pick if you think this is pop fluffery. But I'll tell you the story afterwards. This is a song from Sticks off their Cornerstone album. It's called First Time. Please don't hesitate. Hold my hand. Don't be afraid of the feelings in your heart. Just close your eyes. No one will mind. If we're to fall in love. your mind back to 1981-ish. When this album came out in the early 80s. I think it was 19... might actually been late 1979. And I think that was when I first had like the first like pseudo-girlfriend, you know, where you ask someone, will you, will you go with will you me? My, yeah, will you go, will you with, go me? with me? <laughs> like, where are we going? No idea. <laughs> I used to always tell that to my mom, oh, she's going with me. Where are you guys going? She, it, she did it to me every single time until I was about 52 years old. Mom jokes. But the uh, <laughs> I was into sticks then. I was I just transitioned off of Kiss, <laughs> so I stopped singing about my love gun. Okay, and, which was good. Progress. I didn't Progress. Realize, yeah. <laughs> motion. I didn't realize what my love gun was then. But my friends were turning me on to sticks, and, and I had this album, and everybody bought it because it had Babe on it. But this was the song for some reason that I stuck on. And I used to play it over and over again when I would think about this one girl, Jeanette, who I went with for probably like 10 whole days. Oh, oh. man. But like, you know, 10 days that changed the world, like that that first relationship you have, you know, sure. where you write your, her name on your denim notebook over and over again. and So many times, yeah. Yeah, and like if, if it actually goes beyond 10 days and you buy them the bracelet that has your name on it and they wear that, so. It's getting serious. Good times. Anyone else have a first love song? Well, this popped into mind right away when we started talking about this. Was it just last show? Maybe a couple shows ago we were talking about the movie this is from. Let me just drop a little bit of this in here. It's Got to Believe in Magic by David Pomeranz from the Zap soundtrack. Take me to your heart. Show me where to start. Let me play the part of your first love. All the stars are right. Every wish is ours tonight, my love. This is a fantastic choice. I was surprised this I is another movie. before you did, Steve, because I thought you were going to grab this one. <laughs> no, I, I counted on you to do it. Zapped is another great movie that, that where you see the, this is first love. And this, the, this is, the song is basically about the most syrupy song there ever was. But for some reason, it works. It's the, and I've, I know I say this. I've probably said this on the podcast almost as many times as I've said, and Brad in L.A. But 
this movie has a sweetness to it and it's all in this little montage of them doing stuff together and oh my gosh it just works like you say i don't know you know things like this usually make me sick but in a case like this i'll get away with it uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. you know I have to rewatch Zapped. It's been many, many years. And I all I remember is like so many boobs at the end. Yeah. I don't remember any of the sweetness and the and the niceness well, and the there's, montage there's all at the all. kind of eighties tropey jokes in there, but there's also that stuff too. Yeah. I mean I think in France the alternative title of the movie was So Many Boobs. <laughs> oh, I thought yeah. it was Kel Fromage. <laughs> I wish I knew French. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's that's a that's a that's a great pick. I I I still have it. I'm staring at the DVD right now. It's like five feet away from me. And you know that's going into rotation Oh, tonight, yeah. So. Say hi to Scatman Crothers for me. So obviously the thing that comes after First Love is that lovely little hot and heavy phase, you know, where you, you everything is – you're consumed by everything about that person. And, you know, at, at the tender age of 13, you might sneak in that first kiss. Who's Who's got a great hot and heavy song? I have a good one. I don't know if I'd put it at 13, though. I might move that age up a little bit. Just so bit. no one has to get arrested or something here. Yeah, totally. Okay. To no one's surprise, I'm picking a Prince song. What? And so he's got quite the, the oeuvre of things of uh, hot and heavy songs to choose from. But I chose this one from Sign of the Times called It. I want to do it. Such a short word, such an awesome song. Do you are you guys familiar with it? Isn't this about the clown in the sewer? Different <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, I wondered where he was gonna go with that. that Touche. I won't even say similar. I love the sound of this song. I just I mean it's really <laughs> Princess was not known for his subtlety, let's say. Help me out here. Someone who's never heard this song, how would you describe it? What what is it about it that that jumps out at you? Is it the lyrics? Is it the music? It's the I don't know how to put it. Like the the lyrics are just straight out there. The way Prince writes lyrics, I mean, I, the the main lyric is doing it, so it's not veiled <laughs> in any way. But, That's not too surprising, right? Right, but but the music itself. First of all, there's like a a, a beat that's not a drum. It's like an electronic mm-hmm. beat. And then there's this like, it's like a grinding sound. I can't describe it, but it's it's like grinding. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, uh, I mean, it. It, the category is hot and heavy. It, it's so, so just, it's just like, like, is it a funky kind of a feel to it? Definitely funky. Okay. I mean, you are talking about sweetness and, and <laughs> that sort of thing. It's the opposite of that. Right. It's just, it's just teenage wild abandon the van is a rockin don't come a knockin the windows are fogged exactly yeah that's exactly it on that note can i make an addendum to my previous comment about being 13 and things being hot and heavy (laughs) yes do it i did not do anything hot and heavy when i was 13 i was implying more of just a i'm holding your hand woohoo changes that were happening to your body yeah, yeah, no, no. That was, I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to think that 13, I was 
I was we, doing we, it. Or we know you were a player. We know you were a player, Steve. You were telling <laughs> us about going on dates when you were no. in seventh or eighth grade, going to the movies with your girlfriend. So <laughs> nothing hot and heavy. I'm going to make a slight adjustment. When I think of hot and heavy, I still think of Prince. I think Prince is genius pick, but mm-hmm. I, I go towards. Um, Either of the classics from Purple Rain, uh, the pur- the beautiful ones, or Computer Blue. I would agree with Computer Blue, especially from that beginning where where Wendy and Lisa have that little conversation at the beginning, which is very hot still. <laughs> so um, but Why the beautiful ones, I I don't I don't find uh, sexy at all. I just think it's very like dramatic and mm. kind of you know. It has the correct pacing. I think is what I'm getting at. Perhaps, perhaps. Do check out Love Sexy for pacing. <laughs> wow. This podcast That's is transitioning. <laughs> it's gone computer blue. It totally has. Bolero yeah, is Prince out. Has every Prince shade is in. Of, Prince has every shade of hot and heavy you could possibly want. You just, whatever your hot and heavy type mood, if it's not quite so heavy, he's got it. It's He's got the whole array. Can I just add one more before we move on to a different category? Yes, let's. It's a little different. It's more subtle. And that is Sade's classic, Sweetest Taboo. I love this song it sounds like silk it's like if silk was the song (laughs) it would be this one agree Uh, jen i think this might be the first time in podcast history when not only do we agree but those are the exact same words i would have said (gasps) really oh my gosh this song I don't like any of her work. I, I don't mean to be a jerk, really? but I just don't. And I, no, and yeah, you don't. Know, it doesn't do it for you, Steve. To, you know, a personal opinion cannot be wrong. <laughs> but I'm just that's. But true. if you're waiting that's for me true. to, you don't care for it. Not your thing. It's not your thing. Well, it's okay, Jen. I know you're right. Speaking of buzzkill, <laughs> it transitions nicely into our next category of love songs. Let's talk about the agony of being placed in the friend zone. Who's got a good friend zone love song from the 80s? Oh, let me let me hit you with this one. This is from Duran Duran's 2010 album, All You Need Is Now. And I don't care if you're upset about that. Go ahead and write me a letter and I'll just delete it when I get it. But listen to some of this. This is Too Bad You're So Beautiful by Duran Duran. First time I heard this song, you know how when you listen to a new album, there's like usually there's one or two tracks that are kind of like that crystal that the rest of the album forms around for you. And you kind of start listening to that one. And then you kind of start expanding a little bit to other tracks. Mm-hmm. This was the track that I latched onto. The lyrics are so perfect. This can only go one way. The guy who's singing this song knows exactly where he's stuck. I was familiar with the friend zone. I think I was I was pretty much okay with it. It was, you know, I knew what I was getting into when the more popular and attractive girls in school needed a little help with their homework. That was a, it was a transactional 
You know, it was transactional. <laughs> I helped them with their homework and they spoke to me like I was a human being and I was okay with that. Oh, dear. They actually wanted help with their homework from someone who once made a B on a report card. It was a B, B plus. B was much later. The B was after I moved to California. <laughs> but, you know, fair point. I was going to throw in a friend zone song. I was going to throw in Love Stinks by Jay Giles. I'm not going to do that anymore because that's because Brad has trumped my pick with his pick. But I will pivot to something that I think is just as painful as the friend zone, the first heartbreak. Now, who's got a good first heartbreak song? I have kind of an honorable mention when I, for some reason, couldn't think of a really heartbreaking heartbreak song. But I do remember listening to Time After Time by Cyndi Lauper. I think it was the video (laughs) more than the song that made me sad when I heard it. That's a good song. So everyone knows this song I'm going to mention. But there's a good story behind it, and a good story makes even a cliche song sound better. So let's play the song, and I'll tell you the story. This is Take It on the Run by Aria Speedwagon. You take it on the run, baby. If that's the way you want it, baby. Then I don't want you around. I don't Can you tell from the contempt dripping off my tongue as I announce the song's title how I feel about this? Not good. Cast your mind back, my friends, to Jeanette of that 10-day romance. Oh, no. Ever cared to wonder how it ended? Yes. I heard it from a friend who heard it from (gasps) a friend who heard it from a friend who heard that Jeanette was making out with some guy named Harold. What? What? That was it. That was the end of it. That ain't right. Oh, no. It's a serial. Harold. Harold. Nobody loses to somebody named Harold. Unless you're on a really bad episode of Fat Albert. Yeah. She was just like school on vacation. No nope. class. <laughs> so, Steve, when you heard this song, did it just make you think of Jeanette and, and Harold? Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, literally, this was this came out right about the same time that happened. I mean... It wasn't like a whole lot of time in between. Like, oh, my God, that song reminds me of something that happened 10 years ago. It reminded me of right. something that happened 10 minutes ago, you know? Right. And I remember... Did it feel good, though? Like, didn't it feel good to, like, to feel so bad? Yeah. You know what I mean? There is a greatness that comes with melancholy, especially yes. when it's over love. Years later, after we started the podcast, and I had a chance to interview Kevin Cronin... I had this idea that I was going to tell him the story about Jeanette and Harold and ask him not to play this song that night, but instead play a different song that I had written down. <laughs> I'm taking requests. And the way the conversation went, it never really kind of went in that direction. Yeah. I know. <laughs> How incredibly lame of me to sort of try to turn some sort of weird, stupid, juvenile story into like a question for a, a rock god. It was written down on a piece of paper, and I, thankfully, we didn't turn that page. Time heals all wounds. And now they actually do a really nice rendition of it in concert. I don't know if you guys have seen them lately, but the album version's kind of, it saunters, but the live version is, is more of an in-your-face kind of thing, which that's somewhat satisfying. But I've 
Harold and Jeanette are so far back buried in the gray matter that I don't think <laughs> that um, that's going to haunt me for <laughs> any more days. You don't scream in the concert hall, Jeanette! No, I do Why? not. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, do you have any uh, first heartbreak songs? I do. Let me put this one out there. So, and this is a little tropey, but then kind of all of these are, right? U2's With or Without You, which we probably don't need to play a clip because you all remember what this sounds like. I speak occasionally of the college girlfriend, as I call her. She and I had a very on and off relationship, right? There were a lot of times when, you know, we were kind of on the outs and I'm like, you know, this is awful. When we would, we got back together, we were on this cycle where we were pretty regularly where we would date in the spring and then she'd go home for the summer and that would break us up and then she'd come back to school and we'd see each other as like as friends because we're in the same friend group and then we would never be together over christmas but by the middle of january we'd be dating again like this happened three or four times it was so weird oh my god this is great this is great because you avoid having to buy christmas presents i mean you're still on the hook for valentine's day i wasn't buying christmas presents but yeah that's what i always tell it i never had to buy our christmas present but valentine's day every year yeah. So it was just a, it was very unhealthy. I see that now. But at the time, it's like, this is the true love of my life. Why isn't this working? And there was an awful lot of angst around this, this relationship. And that song kind of like, oh, yeah, that's some, again, to back to your point, Jen, from earlier, you know, sometimes the song says it better than you have any, you don't have the tools to do it. So the song does it for you. Right. You don't have the benefit of age and experience. So those kind of relationships, I've, I've heard about these <laughs> and you, and you're, and you're thinking like, she must be the one because I can't shake her. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, very much. Ra- that, that, rather than, it's very true. Rather than the opposite, which is, why do I keep going back to this terrible thing? Yeah. You, you think the opposite of like, oh, this must be I it just, because we can't one, let each other there's go. There's one thing I have to change and this is going to work. All the tumblers are going to click into place. Exactly. So. I just aye, I didn't aye, have aye. The, I didn't have the tools to see that for what it really was. So after the heartbreak ends, the healing has to start, right? I mean, so there's got to be a category of songs where we we all struggle to find a way to put it behind us, right? Sure. Who's got a uh, Who's got a putting it behind you sort of song? Well, I have one that I still love to this day. It's called "Harden My Heart" by Quarterflesh. I was very little. This song came out in 1981. And so I was like, what, seven or eight? I mean, I was a little kid, but I loved the strength of this song. And I used to like, not in the bathroom, like the living room, the grocery store, wherever I was, like if this song came on, I would belt it out and I would like do all the moves, you know, like like I was... 25 year old you know that her boyfriend had broken up with her and it was never going to happen again but i was like seven or eight (laughs) the t-shirt rending the heart pounding i mean the whole thing i was like little celine dion or something but i love that i'm gonna harden my heart i'm gonna swallow my pride i'm gonna turn and leave you here love that it was very empowering for me even though i had never had i'd never gone with anyone none of this had happened yet but in my mind i was like this is what this is what you sing (laughs) When your heart. I mean, not everyone got married in second grade. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we used to have like little fake weddings during recess sometimes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, actually, I was. Now that I think about it, I don't think we went through with the ceremony. It rained the day we were supposed oh, to get married, no. so we just didn't go through yeah. with it. I know. I've got a pick for this category, 
I know it sounds cliche again, but Phil Collins was sort of the master of the angsty song in the eighties. I mean, he anyone who's oh, read yeah. his autobiography knows that guy was all over the place. Yeah, talk about <laughs> he had running towards danger. Troubles, troubles. But yep. he put out a song that that I, I love <laughs> called uh, "Separate Lives." Here's the interesting story behind this song. So Phil Collins was obviously in his really angsty, gut-wrenching period of his life, you know, writing songs against all odds. Yeah. Uh, he didn't write this song. Separate Lives was written by Stephen Bishop, who also had hits with On and On and Save It for a Rainy Day. Bishop also, in case, you know, for, for movie files in the house, he he plays the guy playing the guitar in Animal House. The blue that Belushi smashes. walks up and smashes. Yes. It's important to note that because on the set of Animal House, Stephen Bishop met Karen Allen, uh-huh. who is known for her roles, obviously, as the uh, first and fourth in the uh, Indiana Jones movies. Wait, there's a fourth Indiana Jones movie? Are you sure about that? There was one. We didn't watch it. Bishop would later say that he wrote this song after their breakup, saying, I actually called her from my room in the hotel the exact words from the song, Poetic License, Don't You Know. The words he's referring to, you called me from your room in your hotel, all full of romance <laughs> for someone that you met, and telling me how sorry you are leaving so soon, and that you miss me sometimes when you're alone in your room. Do I feel lonely too? Oh, oh I love that song. That's a fantastic song. But man, it's a weeper. <laughs> let, me, let me save <laughs> us from that. Astute listeners will remember me talking about my college girlfriend. I call her the college girlfriend. Eventually, eventually, <laughs> I, we, we parted ways. And I remember very distinctly the last time I saw her, I went to get my CDs back from her, basically. And it was... Okay. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I need those back. Ouch. So I, I just remember, like, kind of the, the door closing behind me and, like, it being a good door closing behind me. And, like, okay, done with that. Maybe a year later, I know this all this delayed reaction stuff. I heard this song on the Smithereens new album. This is "If You Want the Sun to Shine." Again, I go to the lyrics. If you call me by my name, there won't be words to say. And when you pass me on the street, I'll look the other way. It's all right there, folks. And and this, I think, is that that closure. Again, <laughs> we talk a little bit about how we just keep getting thrown back together. It must be meant to be. And then, well, no, no, it isn't meant to be. 
this is bad. We should both be leaving now. Goodbye. Did you see her ever again after college? Nope. That's good. You know what we're not going to put behind us today? The Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. We'll play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into a drawing for a postal-friendly bottle opener. Pay attention. Here's the clip from show 536. The American Express card. Don't steal home without it. Yep, that's Major League. Not exactly a total mystery. It looks like we got a few people who figured that one out. Yeah. Who wants to read the names? Does it want to be Brad or does it want to be Jen? It wants to be Brad. Okay. <laughs> I got this. Winners this week include Beach Fit Rob, Nate Chops Johnson, John Ross from Charlotte, Dan in Plymouth, as always, Surreal, Andrew Holler, Commodore 64 Will, Jeff and Charity in Virginia, Tim Kelly from Asheville, North Carolina, Tanya in Asheville, Beth S. from Missouri, Dave Augie August, Kyle K. in Arkansas, Just Drew, Dr. John from L.A. Center, Kentucky, Dave Morgan, Moo Man from Stittsville, Ontario, Jill C. in Indiana, Alex Millimeter Peter, Brian looking for a cool nickname, Gibson, Trinette Mackey, Dave in Portland, Oregon, Chase Squires, Dave Parrott, David Larson in Iowa, Dave in Oxford, Jukebox Johnny from Colorado, John Damakis, Hermit Jack, Bill with one L, Tom Corn in Austria, Michael Bachrock, Hayes, Jeannie Gilroy, Cincinnati Joe, Joseph Perdue, and I'm going to butcher this one, Juha Pikkanen from Finland, who writes... Hi, stuck in the 80s. The right answer to the mystery clip is Major League. This is my first answer to you, but I've listened to your podcast for several years now. So thanks to you all. Your new podcast is always my relief from hard work and a generally boring life. I'm a 42-year-old, and even though I have lived during the whole 80s, my actual memories start from the end of the decade. Still, your podcast is very interesting to listen to. My taste in music is generally heavier, yet 80s pop and rock music are also close to my heart. I'm also a passionate film buff and have slightly less than 10,000 original physical movies in my personal collection. Wow. Dang. Here comes the pandering. P.S. In recent years, the best podcasts have been those with Jen. Aww. Uh, and apologies about my bad English. Oh, nonsense. You should hear our Finnish. The only thing I know about Finland is they're all crazy rally drivers and they can do this cool corner thing. <laughs> Well, and I have to comment that I'm not sure if it's uh, if if it's Yuha or or Brad and Steve who are um, teasing me by spelling my name with two N's. It was him. We didn't do that. So thanks for whoever did that. Yeah, that was the writer. Uh, that's really cool. Ten thousand movies, though. Geez, that's a lot of flicks. Ten thousand movies. Amazing. So I want to squeeze in one more listener who writes on Nate Chops Johnson response. He included a PS. The break and action figures are awesome. I would also have been insanely excited. Now, are you sitting down? Ozone is my pop and lock breakdance instructor. He teaches a class every Saturday <gasps> here in the Valley. Okay. Are you stunned? Prepare to be more stunned. Wow. And sometimes Tony Basil Ugh. pops in and conducts a class. Oh my God. Are you stunned? <laughs> Prepare to be more stunned. How much would you pay now? He and Turbo are doing a joint class next month, but I'll be out of town. <laughs> oh my gosh oh my so i so brad from la shared that with me and then i shared that with my best friend lucy who responded don't you hate la my cousin was horseback riding and they ran into mel brooks and they rode together <laughs> jeez i was like oh la Just shake your fist at us <laughs> that's crazy yeah that's amazing oh all of it all of it yeah fantastic 
Now, yeah. pay attention. Here's this week's mystery movie clip. You really want to hurt him? You really want to do some damage? Make it public. Uh, New York Times. No, no, no. No, I'm talking about a big expose. It's already public. If you know it, email us at podcast at SITDs.com. I think my my voice broke there, just like at the beginning of Zapped. <laughs> and tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. You know the drill by now. We'll play a snippet of a song from the 80s. I don't think there's any way I can actually complete a podcast without saying we'll play a snippet of a something or something. It's just, uh, it's like I have lockjaw when it comes to the seggies. But anyway, you know the deal now. We're going to play a snippet of a song if you get it right. Again, the glory of a postal-friendly bottle opener awaits you. Uh, pay attention. Here's the clip from episode 536. That's Just Can't Get Enough by Depeche Mode. We walk together, we're walking down the street. I just can't get enough, I just can't get enough. Every time I think of you, I know we have to meet. I just can't get enough, I just can't get enough. It's getting hotter, it's a burning love. And I just can't seem to get enough. All right. Uh, again, not much of a mystery. A lot of winners here. Jen, take the uh, the roll call. Who were some of the winners this week? Winners include Tommy Doucette in Boston, Alan Titus, East Coast Alex, Gene and Gilroy, JR, Donnie Gettle rhymes with emo, P. Ryan, Darren from Yukipa. 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 <laughs> Bob, in, Bob in Silicon Valley, <laughs> Anne, in Nor- <laughs> Anne in NorCal, who thinks she just had a had an extra ticket to see Genesis at the Forum and invited Brad in L.A. along. What? She's my sister. We talked about that yeah. on the Anne concert Anne NorCal's your sister? I don't think I, yep. I knew that. Fact check true. That's cool. Winners are so exciting this week. I'm telling you, we're having a good time. This is why sometimes it's good to have really easy ones. So we cast that out wide. We get lots of participation. Anastasia in Colorado. John in Gladwin, Michigan. OG, listener, Dag Shield, Nate Chops Johnson. Jill C. in Indiana, Moo Man from Stittsville, Ontario, <laughs> Joseph Perdue, Stony Stitt, Bruce in downtown St. Pete, Just Drew, Lynn with three N's, Tim Kelly from Asheville, North Carolina, Tanya in Asheville, do you two know each other? Jeff and Charity in Richlands, Virginia, Commodore 64, Will, <laughs> I like that one, Bernie the Dutch Oven Lindemann from Sydney, Australia, Beach Fit Rob, and David Featherston, who writes... This week's tune is Just Can't Get Enough by those Hall of Famers Depeche Mode. As Depeche Mode never tour Australia, I had the opportunity to see them in Amsterdam in 2017 when my wife and I were on vacation. The only way I could get tickets was through one of the outrageous resellers. And so I put feelers out to the brain trust of Brad, Steve, Just Drew, and Dr. Dim. The response from Steve was no, not unless you're in the front five rows. But then Dr. Dim, bless him, put things in perspective and asked some pertinent questions like, will they tour Australia soon? And you're going all the way to Europe. Is it that much extra? Sanity prevailed. Thank God I didn't listen to Spears. And I bought <laughs> and I bought the tickets. It turned out to be one of the best shows I have ever been to. And my wife, who was a bit dubious, absolutely loved it. Big shout out to Dim. And bigger shout out to Dave Gahan and company for putting on an awesome show. Uh, you know, asking Steve, should I go to the concert is basically you're, you're, you're shopping for a no. You're shopping for a no. I, if you want a no, that's exactly I, right. I, my girlfriend and I had a long conversation last night where we talked about 
concerts for 2020. And I, the only ones I would commit to are the 80s Cruise and then Sting, which we have tickets to see in Las Vegas in August. That's it. I was like, that's it. That's my list. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, you'll see 50 people on the cruise. That's, so. Well, that's the thing. Is it yeah. ruins everything else for you. But, but it's fun to go to Vegas. Jen, why don't you spin the wheel? <laughs> Looks like it's going to land on... Brian Gibson. Hey, your cool nickname could be You're a Wiener. Hooray. <laughs> send us your postal address and we'll send you the postal-friendly bottle opener. The only thing I can pronounce correctly every single time. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's uh, mystery clip. If you know it, email us at podcast at satds.com. And tune in soon to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. I don't know about you, but I've got something good shaking tonight. Lowry's Season Salt. Gets the night off to a good start. Because it's the original. Hey, we're back. We got a few minutes left. I thought let's. There's a couple topics I don't think we quite got around to. We sort of we sort of left you in despair of Brad's breakup with his. What's the nickname for Brad? College girlfriend. Uh, college girlfriend is yeah. That's the yeah. go-to. She who must not be named. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. So uh, the topic that was suggested was, "Will I ever love again?" So who's got a "Will I ever love again" song? So I, I'm going to do a twofer. Shocking. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. <laughs> You'll see why. I wish that this was more hopeful. If I had spent a little more time thinking about it, possibly something more um, more optimistic would have come to mind. But what I came up with was a couple of Smith songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Both from Hat coming. Full of Hollow. All right. Both from Hat Full of Hollow. The first one is, you know what? You don't even need to play them because we all know them by heart. Please, please, please let me get what I want is the first. And then the second one is How Soon Is Now. And just that whole, like you said, the joy of melancholy, you know, the second How Soon Is Now is kind of more about shyness, but it's got that same sort of feeling. So yeah, Smiths. Yeah, I like it. I have the answer to Will I Ever Love Again? The answer is yes, as uh, most people know this year, because I I have a great relationship for the first time in the history of this podcast. (laughs) And so... If it's not too hokey, I'd like to create a category called Love at Long Last and at the same time give a long-distance dedication. You all have heard this song. You remember me singing it when we first met on the on the podcast. And so we'll use it nonstop. <laughs> Stop. Especially <laughs> if you were listening to the pregame podcast conversation. Nonstop. There's only one song that really kind of wraps it up for me. And that's this song by Olivia Newton-John from the Xanadu soundtrack. This will be my long-distance dedication to my girlfriend. We'll be back next week with a new show. In the meantime, Brad, Jen, myself, and my girlfriend remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Mm